Hey y'all, I'm Donna. And I'm Carrie. And we are Paranormal Chicks. Sinister Sightings 2. Yay! I know, I'm so excited. I know, these are actually my favorite. Uh, well, yeah. Because like, the episodes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the stories yet. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Again, because part of what we love so much about this is the interaction with everybody. Yes. And this is people send us their stuff. I love it. Right. So, send us all your stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, this way, you're not calling me a liar when I tell you stories. I mean, you have to believe our viewers. No, I have never called you a liar. Um, Except for the Men in Black. I was going to say I did Exhibit call, A. I called bullshit on the Men in Black. Exhibit A. Okay, okay, okay. But you know what I do have? What? A follow-up from Cody. Oh, shit. So, Cody sent us a story on the first Sinister Sightings. That, that's that was easy. really hard to say. <laughs> Sinister Sightings. Apparently, it, it's easy for me. If it was ours, I'd be fucked. <laughs> Rural rumblings. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that's my nightmare. That's my Sinister Sightings. <laughs> Cody sent us a story that we read on the last one, like I already said, four times, where her friends were outside going to pick up another friend, and they saw a dog with, like, a jackal head, and the other friend inside thought that they had come inside, and yeah. nobody, like, it just kind of ended, and we were like, we need a follow-up. Yeah, Because like, what that happened? totes left us hanging. Well, she sent us a follow-up email. Okay. In the email, she says, your girl lives in North Carolina, and A and the other two fucking left K behind, LMAO. So Damn. A and the two that were in the car left K, who lived in the house, behind. The one who heard them come in, but it wasn't it them. Was, yeah, it was probably the most vulnerable. Right. Okay, she said, I am not sure if she was one of them at the time, but another of their friends has some serious shit that goes down in her house, and her as well as one of her ex-boyfriends have both sold their souls. What? What? That's a... What? Another email. We need another email. What's that mean? She could be a fucking writer, because I'm like, when's the next book coming out? I know. I need to know. I mean, they sold their souls to the devil, but what did they get in return? A creature. (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) Okay. She said, after some serious research, I figured out that maybe the creature was a fae or even a skinwalker. I'm going to do skinwalkers soon. As much as I hate to use that word because I'm constantly worried I'll attract one by using it. (laughs) That's how I feel about black eyed kids. (laughs) She didn't say that. I did. Anyway, she said, I I know that fae like to fuck around with people and perhaps one of them had done something to offend one or something. Yeah. She said, thank well, you. We learned that from changelings and stuff. Yeah. How they interact with the humans and everything. Like, they are tricksters. And that's why they said some of the fae parents want to get rid of their fucking rambunctious kids and get uh, a human kid because they're assholes. The kids, I mean. <laughs> well, okay. apparently all of them are because who just wants to be like, okay, uh, let's trade this kid in. <laughs> you would. <laughs> Okay, she said, thank you guys so much for reading my story. P.S. I only graduated high school and I'm desperately clinging to the title title of child as long as possible. <laughs> LOL. Oh, oh yeah, because she said great. her senior year. Yes. Okay. Did Courtney, Courtney from Spellcast, that the podcast, did yes. she, was, was it when we were talking to her individually or was it when, was it on the group? Uh, but, no, it was individually. Okay. She said that she thought it may be a hellhound. Yes. Or like, I think they're also called demon dogs. Like, she said it's nicknamed the bearer of death because if you see one, you might die a few days after. Uh Uh-uh. 
Are all those people alive? I hope Cody? so. I mean, I think I feel she like would have said. <laughs> Maybe they're dead inside. They sold their or soul. Or they sold their soul. That was their soul coming back to visit, being like, sucka. <laughs> I'm free, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, thank you, Cody, for sending a follow-up email because we definitely needed more detail. Yes. And can you ask your friends who sold their soul, one, what they got, two, did they have to sign on a dotted line, or did they have to do, like, a blood Mm-mm. thing, whatever you want and to call. What, I said whatever you want to call. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have so many questions about that selling of the soul business. <laughs> Why do you want to? <laughs> no. I mean, unless it would make me skinny forever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That is not what I thought you were going to say. Oh, God, what did you think I was going to say? Student loans. Oh, true, 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 true. <laughs> well, if I was a, if I was skinny, I could be like a, a stripper, a dancer, yeah. <laughs> a I mean, dancer. Uh, uh, a sex worker. Are exotic dancers considered sex workers? I'm not sure. Me neither. If I was flexible, I would do it at this size, but <laughs> please, I'd be hunchback over there. <laughs> And here comes Quasimodo. I mean, some people are into it. <laughs> She'll be here in 30 minutes. It takes her a lot to get up those stairs. <laughs> and there I come out with my kimono and be like, yeah. Work it, girl. <laughs> I don't think you'd say work it, girl, though. In my head, I would. Oh, okay, okay. You were, that's how you I'm, prep yourself? I'm, yeah, I'm hyping that's myself like, up. Okay, okay. You're, you are your own hype girl. Yeah. Okay, okay. I can see it. I mean, it's a tough job. Someone's got to do it. I mean... Okay, and that is your scary story for the night. <laughs> Thinking of me walking in my kimono. Naked. Like with like pasties on. Oh my twirling. god. <laughs> yes. I got the titty tassels. Oh, I hate that word. <laughs> that is great. Okay. Wow. Whoa tangent. <laughs> All right, your turn. All right. This is from Krista. She said, hey, ladies, and Marbu. Aw, hey, Marbu. Oh, oh, God, I shouldn't have said her name. <laughs> she, like, looked. She knows her name, y'all. And if you can hear her heavy breathing, that's Because it's hot as fuck in here. <laughs> so this is what Krista says. So, I have a ghost story of my apartment. Oh, Lord. Not where you live. Yeah, move. <laughs> <laughs> burn it down. <laughs> don't burn it down. Yeah, don't. Well, she'd be a subject of your true crime. True. (laughs) When my boyfriend and I first moved in, everything was fine. Until we got our cat. Cats always know. (laughs) Yes. That's why you don't like cats, because you want to be blissfully ignorant on what goes on around you. And they're assholes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I am too. I was going to say, too close. Usually people don't like each other if they're, <laughs> if they're the similar. same. I know. I know. Oh, gosh. And y'all both drop hair all the fucking time. I can't help it. I have curly hair. <laughs> okay. Sorry. First, I'll tell you how the apartment is set up. You walk in the front door. Well, that sounds normal. <laughs> which leads you to a little closet area and another door to get into the apartment. Okay, that doesn't sound normal. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like like almost like a door on the outside that you have to like unlock to get in and then you could like drop a coat or something. I don't know. People live yeah. in places that are cold. Yeah. So they wear coats. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like a mud room. Yeah, but it I would think I think it's probably for the whole building. Oh. I could be wrong. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry I've never lived in an apartment. I don't she fancy. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm I went from kidding. a dorm that did not have 
anything fancy like that? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. So it is long with the bedroom on one end and then the living room, kitchen, and bathroom at the other end. Got that. Here we go. My boyfriend works night, so I was all alone. My cat was laying on the bed in the dark. All of this sounds really bad right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All of a sudden, she darted out of the bedroom into the kitchen, and as she ran out of the bedroom, the lights went on (gasps) and off three times. What? Oh, my gosh. Then she ran from the kitchen back to the bedroom, and the lights in the kitchen went on and off three times. Let's just say I did not sleep that night. Then the freaking dream started. (gasps) I would have dreams of being in my apartment just doing daily things, but I wasn't me. I was a man named Wes watching me. I told my boyfriend about them, and he said that when he was sleeping during the day, he would have dreams of a black figure laying on the bedroom floor. What? What? No. Oh, my gosh. So, my last straw was a dream where I was me and leaving my apartment after a crime scene that was in my apartment. (gasps) I was going out the front door. So, I opened the apartment door, closed it behind me. I went to turn the closet area light on, but there was a hand there. What? He had turned it on and he told me that I need to stop swearing in his house. Oh, God, that would be a ghost that told me that. (laughs) I closed the door behind me and ran out of there. You can bet your ass when I woke up, I saged the hell out of that place. Said a few things, and I haven't dealt with him since. And my boyfriend stopped having those dreams. We have a creepy old nunnery across the street and was set aflame a couple of years ago, which started more activity in my place. What? But I just sage and say some words, and it's okay. I have been sensitive and have seen stuff since I was a kid and have dealt with worse, but this place is weird. It's almost as if every other month there is something else going on. Thank you for reading, and I hope y'all have yourself a wonderful weekend, Krista. And it said, and also, you're probably going to wonder why we still live here after all that crap. Well, it's a good price. They let us, they let us have our cats at no cost, and I feel like I'm helping whatever comes in move on. Oh, yeah. Gosh. I want to know what words she says. Yeah. When she sages. It might be personal. Oh, maybe. But if not, tell us. Yes. If so, tell us. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not comfortable, still tell us. No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Could you imagine seeing yourself, but... Feeling that you're someone else watching you? that you are someone else enough that you even know that someone else's name. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And Wes, that name reminds me of two people. The guy from Nightmare on Elm Street, Wes Craven. Oh, I was like, uh. Oh, God. And Wes from MTV Show. (laughs) 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 Two totally strange things, but... Dang. That was good. Mm-hmm. Her, when the cat darted and the lights flickered on and off and then darted back and then the kitchen lights flickered on and off. Mm-mm. No. Oh, my gosh. And what's so funny is when he, when she said her boyfriend had dreams of a black figure laying on the bedroom floor, I was like, a crime scene much? <gasps> and then it said that she left her apartment after a crime scene. And it's oh. like, what? 
mind blown. Holy shit, I didn't even put that together. Yeah, Krista, that was a good one. That was a good one. Girl, sage it out. You need to get like a sage bath bomb, everything. And also, can we come visit? All right. So this email is from Stacy, and she says, "Hey, ladies, hope y'all are still interested in paranormal stories because uh, I, yeah, I know absolutely we are, because I have one from when I went on my honeymoon." Oh shit. She said, we decided to honeymoon in Natchez in 2006. Oh, gosh. Oh, you know this is going to be good. Fucking uh-huh. up in Natchez. We were trying to figure out stuff to do. And I remember reading a story about King's Tavern. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it was in that Weekly World news magazine at the grocery store, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> she you said, know you read that shit when you're in the checkout line. Uh-huh. She said, We found the place, ate supper, and then decided to go upstairs and check it out. Everything was going good until my husband decided he wanted to check one of the beds upstairs for cold spots because it was in an article we read. The damn lamp turned off by itself. Oh, no, 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 no. She said, I usually don't run unless something is chasing me, but that time, in my head, it wasn't going to get me. With the laughing faces. She said, I hauled my ass down those stairs. My husband tried to catch me, but I outran him. LOL. That is funny. Damn. I'm not ashamed to say that I did pee a little. (laughs) (laughs) Carrie, did you write this? (laughs) Oh, my God. That is life. Oh, my God. That is so great. You better get you some poise. (laughs) She said, we did go back the next night to take pictures, and we found out that they had an electrician to come check out the lamp that turned itself off, and they couldn't find anything wrong. Oh, fuck. They do have it set on a timer from about 5 or 6 to 9 p.m. They said the electrician told them that there was no reason for it to do that. And I did pray I wouldn't get messed with again, and we did get a few interesting pictures that look like men standing at some tables. Oh, my gosh. Did she include it? No, she didn't. She said, I hope this wasn't too terribly long. It wasn't. No. And then she said, and I almost forgot about Keith's. It's a gas station in our town because she went to high school with us. She said she worked there for a little bit and some weird shit went on there. She said she was mopping in the back of the store when someone whispered my name in my ear. What? I turned around to say what and no one was there. Uh-uh. Caught figures in the corner of my eye, had my hair flicked, dot, dot, dot. Oh, my gosh. No. That was a good one, Stacy. Yes, and we want to see those pictures. I know. Send them to us. <laughs> Please. Yeah, I know. I'm so bossy. Sorry. And hopefully your honeymoon was good, though. Yeah. I mean, the ghost was just trying to give y'all the mood. Lighting, know, yeah. Like, that he was Turn like, down the lights. Mm-hmm. Maybe a, maybe a little bit of a strobe light, <laughs> so you can't tell if you're in slow motion or not. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the worst. <laughs> you know, and they're so strategic with those at haunted houses where I feel like I'm walking through freaking mud, mm-hmm. you know, and people are trying to kill me, and I'm like, I can't go faster. Which is when I would pee a little, just like Stacey. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, gosh. These are so freaking good. I know. Okay, Wanima sent in another. Yes, Wanimas are good. Mm-hmm. I mean, they all are good. I'm sorry. I don't mean that. Like, <laughs> I don't mean that. Like, y'all are so bad. Yeah. No. 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 They're all really good. Okay. She said, "Howdy, y'all." <laughs> that is funny. Well, howdy. 
<laughs> Just to reiterate what I've said to you before, I absolutely love your podcast. Oh, gosh, she's so sweet. Thank you. Y'all are hilarious. Well, thanks. I mean, duh. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we laugh at ourselves. Uh, we clearly. Uh, legit, it's like every three episodes, poor Will, who edits for us, because like every couple of episodes, we will do something that makes us laugh for like a solid five minutes. Yes. And then I have to go pee. <laughs> and then we come back and we listen to it again and laugh again. <laughs> and then I go pee again. And then we get back on track. <laughs> This last time, you caught a cramp or I caught a cramp? I can't remember. I, I caught a cramp from laughing so hard. Oh, my gosh. Okay. It was about thumbless, wasn't it? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> so funny, y'all. All right. So, here's a story about my friend's haunted house. My friend Michelle lives about 40 minutes from me in the oldest house in her town. What? Population around 500. Holy crap. That's scary on itself. That's like hills have eyes. Right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. They can legit change their sign when someone moves. Like, mm -hmm. th they would know. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. They have a ghost that her then two-year-old, he's almost eight now, dubbed the tall man. Uh-uh. Mm -mm. You could see him in the window of Benjamin's room when you were driving up to the street, up the street to their house. Oh, my God. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I'd be like, oh, sorry, you don't look home. Okay, got to keep going. No, it looks like you have guests. I'll come back, never. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. He mostly stayed in the kids' bedroom. Creepy AF, right? Uh, uh, yeah. That would be, you know what that bedroom would be? Empty, if I live there. Mm-hmm. It'd be my workout studio, a.k.a. Empty. empty. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Okay. So every year I would give her two older kids money for their birthdays. This will be relevant in a moment. Well, I came to visit one day and I got quite the scare. I was sitting on the couch on the far end of the living room holding Benjamin. A bookcase was on the other end of the room about 15 feet away was his playpen. So I'm holding him when all of a sudden a book goes flying off the freaking bookcase towards the playpen. It didn't fall off the bookcase. Oh, no. That motherfucker went flying. Oh, my God. I yelled at Michelle, what the fuck? <laughs> Hello, Wanima. Oh, gosh. I mean, I think she's me. She came into the room and I told her what happened. She then proceeds to tell me about the tall man. That bitch didn't let me in on that secret before. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. You don't hold that secret. No, you tell people. Yes. Mm-mm. I mean, maybe change his name from the tall man, because that is scary as fuck. <laughs> Reminds me of Slender Man. Call and... him Wes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. She walked over and picked up the book and said, uh-oh. And I'm like, now what? She told me she thinks the tall man either doesn't like me or is sending me a message. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, why? She said the book that went flying was the one that Christopher bought with the money that you gave him for your his birthday. <gasps> what? What? Like, uh, we always say there's no coincidences. Yeah. Holy shit. She said, so there's the main story I have about the tall man. Creep it real, Wanima. We need other stories because this tall man is fucking scary. This is like creep it real and stay the fuck away from tall men. And 
Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And creep it real and have friends that tell you the story of the ghost in their house. Right. Before you almost die. Like. <laughs> what? Wow. 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 And what kid buys a book? <laughs> you. Money? You would have done that as a kid. No, I would have hoarded that money and True. forgot about it. And, and found it in 10 years later <laughs> in a bear. <laughs> yes. And then just gone, walked across the street to the library. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dang, that was a good one, Wanima. Yeah. I want to hear more about the tall man. Like, what do you do when they're like, oh, he might not like you? Like, oh, cool. I won't come back. Yeah. Catch it on the flip side. Yeah. Like, you come over. We'll do Bunko at my house. Okay, so this email is from Jennifer. It's titled Spooky Stuff. All right, so Jennifer says, Hey, ladies, here's the skinny. In 1982, my mother died of cancer. Oh, God, oh, I'm sorry. I was the only one at the hospital when she died. I was not with her. After they had pronounced her dead, I went to see her and kissed her on the forehead. That night, as I got into bed, I laid there thinking. I had the distinct feeling of being kissed on my forehead. <gasps> No. Oh, my gosh. She was a lot shorter than I am, and I would often kiss her on her cheek. Oh, God. Then, in 1992, my father died of cancer. Golly. He was always a huge joker and was a huge practical joker all of his life. Oh. He was hysterically funny, as were most of the people in my family. (laughs) So, he died at home. I was heartbroken and was sitting in a semi-dark room that night. The room where he died, speaking with my stepsister. One light was on. No TV. Nothing. All of a sudden, across the room, the stereo stereo comes on loud for no apparent reason. Oh, gosh. There was no doubt in my mind that it was my dad. And I even said, Dad, that's not funny. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like you stop it. (laughs) She said, oh, and the morning he died, my phone rang at 5 a.m. When I answered, no one was there. I knew my dad was close to death. But I also didn't want to call the house and wake everyone up. I thought that if it had been my stepmother, she'd call back. Well, she did at 630 that morning and denied calling me earlier. My father had slipped into a coma. Again, I knew it was him on the phone telling me he was on his way. Oh, my God. Those are my paranormal experiences that I can think of right now. Thought I'd share with my Alabama BFFs. Girl, we from Mississippi. (laughs) (laughs) Love you guys, Jennifer. Holy crap, Jennifer. Jennifer has a podcast. She's from, her podcast is called Fallout Files. So y'all can, y'all should check her out. She's on iTunes and stuff too. And she's going to do another podcast Yeah, I forgot the name of it. Oh, Unequal? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. Dang, good memory. (laughs) So anyway, check her out. Oh my gosh. That, one, it warms my heart. Mm -hmm. Just, gosh. Well, and like that you, because, okay, so when, when my grandma passed, she was in a hospice home and, you know, we knew she was going to, but it was, it was really fast. My poor sister, Kelly, she was the only one with her because she stayed the night with her and like everybody was getting dressed to go back over there. Mm -hmm. And when she passed, Kelly tried calling like four of us and like I was in the shower, so I didn't answer my other sisters. Like, I think one was in church and didn't answer. One was in like bathing her kid or something you know it was like everybody was doing something that moment and so kelly couldn't get in touch with anybody and so i just i don't know why i said that part i don't know why i said that but when we all got there though like i kept asking my mom do you want to have 
some alone time with her. Yeah. Like, just you. Is there something you want to say to her you don't want to say in front of everybody? Like, do you want to us to walk out? And, like, I asked everybody if they did. And they were like, well, do you? And, like, I, I wanted to say yes so bad to tell her things. But... I, I don't know. I just could not bring myself to be like, yes, I want some alone time with her. Yeah. Like, I just could. It was like, I just was like, I could not say the words. And so it's just like, no. But then when we went to the Teresa Caputo thing, I was like, when she said that after someone passes, like, even though you think it, they hear it. Yeah. And so that gave me so much comfort to know that, like, mom, I mean, gr- no, God. Oh, my gosh. Please, God, don't let take my mama because I slipped. Um. <laughs> But anyway, that, like, Grandma knew what I was thinking, even yeah. though I, like, froze and couldn't even say the words that I wanted to be with her for a minute. Yeah. So, I think it's so great that Jennifer got those experiences yes. with her parents, you know, feeling them kiss her on the forehead like she did them, her mom, and, and like, just her dad feeling that, knowing that that was his little prank, and yeah. I don't know, I love that. I, thank you for sharing that, Jennifer, because that is... Totally. Very personal, but also a wonderful story. Yes. All right. Here's another ghost story. Apparently, no one has true crime, but that's okay. I like it, though. Oh, yeah. Because these really do scare me. (laughs) Okay. So, this lovely sinister sighting cinder. um, (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't want her name revealed, which is cool. So, let's do a golden girl's name. Blanche. Blanche. Is it because you're a picture of me in a kimono? Sure. Hopefully not with my titty tassels. <laughs> Can you not call them that? <laughs> titty tassels. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. God, sorry. In my head, I was going, like, trying to do another T word. She said, I feel like I should first start this with a few disclaimers. Oh, Lord. This is my kind. One. I could give a crap about punctuation or spelling or grammar, so feel free to correct as much as possible because I type fast. (laughs) That is so us. Okay. Two, I have not shared this story with anyone but my husband. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Blanche. Three, I am in no way a religious person, and this story is not meant to be any kind of testimony. It's just what happened. I know because I was there. Girl. This is the part where you lean in, like, Mm -hmm. tell me more. All right. Picture it. She didn't say that, but since Blanche is writing this, I had to to do it. I mean, I know Sophia says it. Yeah. But, you know. All right. My family and I moved into a simple little house in an older neighborhood of a popular Colorado suburb about five months after my daughter was born. It sat at the center of a cul-de-sac And the back of the property came up to an open space that had some wooded area and rock formations on the side of the backyard fence line. Okay, I can picture that. (laughs) Donna likes imagery. Yes. The house was built in the 60s and I loved it. My husband and I prefer charm and the feeling of a place to newer, fancier houses. Totally. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It had original hardwood floors and even came with an old piano that was moved into the house shortly after it was built. That's cool. Yes. You want a piano at your house. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to play. Oh, we know you know how to because you tricked your, I mean, you don't know how to because you tricked your person 
Not to let you do it with your left hand or whatever. Then I changed teachers and she made me use my left hand. (laughs) Okay. Now, my husband and I have also put a lot of stock into what we call vibes. He was raised super evangelical Christian and I was not, not religious. Agnostic on the way to atheist, really. The hubs has always been very open about his religious experience and says that in general, in general, we believe the same things. We just have different names for them. So when we were looking at houses, there was always a moment when we would look at each other and ask about the feel we were getting. Did we think that there was anything negative already living there? Upon the first visit to the new house, we both agreed that we didn't feel anything lived there and we were kind of right. I don't think that the house held anything evil, but I do think the dark things would visit the house at different times, and I always felt like it came from the woods behind our house. At night, sometimes I would feel like there was at least one or more people in the room, or in the basement directly under our bedroom. Mm -mm. I would never see anything, but I would feel heavy. Not I. It. It would feel heavy. (laughs) That was a Freudian slip. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Okay. So it would feel heavy. It would feel like you were being watched. And it would feel like you were waiting for someone to jump at you. (gasps) There is a tension. Whatever was watching you really hated you. (gasps) Mm -mm. I knew from a previous experience that if I closed my eyes and visualized the house, saw each room in as much detail as I can manage, then in my mind's eye, I would turn on the light and fill each room with bright white light. Then the darkness would just leave, just go away. That's really cool. And I could tell how strong each darkness was by how much trouble I was having, overcoming fear and focusing on filling the house with light in my mind's eye. How much would it, in a sense, push back at me? I told my husband the first time it happened, and he said that once, when he was a teenager, he woke up and could not move, could not breathe, and felt like someone was choking him. But no one was there. The night hag. Or, like, almost like sleep paralysis, too. Like, with a combo of... The night hag. Yeah. He said that he was finally able to get out one word. Jesus. He said that he quickly took in a breath and felt something leave the room out of his window. He said that he could hear neighborhood dogs barking further and further out as whatever it was left his bedroom, went out into the neighborhood. (gasps) That is like scary movie moment. fuck. Oh my gosh. He told me that even though I don't really believe, there is power in that name. And if anything gets too scary, just remember what to say out loud. I would get my chance. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Lord. (sighs) Okay. About a month or so after we moved in, I was up alone at night a lot. My daughter was still a baby and nursing, and I didn't have to work the next day, so I often took the night shift while everyone in the house slept. Now, most of the time, I was too tired to notice anything scary if it happened, and maybe I dreamt it, but I don't think so. So around 2.30... Or 3 a.m., my daughter started to cry and wanted to be fed. I got up and went to her room, which was right next to mine. Her crib was along the wall opposite of the door, and the rocking chair was in the corner to your right as you walk in the room. This was a pretty small room. I think it was originally a den. So I pick her up and sit down in a rocking chair in the corner of the room to nurse her. She had been feeding for about five minutes when I started to feel the darkness, but the dark on crack. 
just fear. I had my eyes closed with my head back on the rocker, and there was so much fear so quickly that I was afraid to open my eyes. When I did, what I saw scared me to the point that I could not move or speak or even scream. Like ice water being poured down your back. In the corner was a little girl. (gasps) She was standing in the corner by my daughter's crib and looking out at me. She was standing perfectly still. I think she had a white nightgown on, but with a dirty bluish tint. And her face was so evil and gleeful. She was grinning at me with a smile that was so unnaturally wide that it threw off the proportions of her face. And I could tell that she was very happy with how afraid I was. Oh, my God. Like, I was, like, holding my breath that whole time. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, gosh. What do you do? And you have your daughter that's feeding, you know? I like, don't fucking know. Keep reading. I want to know what okay, she says. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. I could not move. It was freezing cold. I could not speak. I don't know how long I was frozen there, holding my baby girl, being stared down by this thing that was literally inhaling my fear. Then my mama bear kicked in. I was holding my baby, who didn't seem to react to anything that was happening. And I remember what the hub said. There is power in that name. The only thing I can make myself say with great effort was Jesus. I said it out loud and the thing vanished. (gasps) It vanished so fast I didn't see if there was any kind of reaction on its face. It was just gone and the room seemed to fill up with warm light like a heat lamp. And then I realized that I was crying, big crying. My face was soaking wet. And I looked down at the baby to see that she was sleeping and smiling, and I wasn't afraid. It's like the fear that held me down seconds ago just evaporated, and I felt calm. I have never seen anything like that since that night. I still feel dark, but I've never seen anything. You guys, I'm not preaching at you. I don't put much stock in the Bible, and in general, I'm not a fan of organized religion. But here's what I know. When I'm scared and there is something dark in the room with me, the name Jesus has power. I don't know why, but I do know whenever I ask that name for help, I always get it and I always get it fast. Writing this out makes me look super crazy, but I guess the truth is a little crazy sometimes. The only reason I have chosen to share this is to let you all know that you're not powerless and you don't have to be afraid. You can push the dark back. Blanche. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, also she said, love y'all faces. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Whoa. Whoa. Holy fuck. Holy like, shit. That, I could picture everything she was saying. Yeah, that was I really, felt heaviness. I could not breathe. No. Blanche. Oh, my gosh. I will say, one night, I don't remember what we had talked about. Oh, I know what it was. Shadow people. And we had talked about the people that stay in the woods or whatever. Yeah. And I was driving back from your house or something. I don't remember, but I ended up calling you. But um, yes, yes. And you, I, I knew something was wrong. Yes. Well, I was driving. And again, I live in the country, there's pine trees everywhere. But you know how they say they follow you like alongside of you mm-hmm. or whatever. And I felt like my lights weren't casting a wide, like, my, I had my brights on, mm-hmm. and they weren't cast into the side that much. And I was like, why? Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on? Like, I feel like this is different. Again, it was in my mind. I know it was, but 
I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So all I could, like, it was me and Marley. And I was like, nothing can happen. Nothing can happen. So I just started singing Jesus Loves Me. Like, it just came out. Like how she was like, that's all she can get out. That was me. I just sang that. And then when I got to my house, it's like really dark. And so I was like, um, calling Carrie. And then I was like, my voice was shaking. I know it was or it felt like to me. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you were like, what's wrong? But I got in and I was like, just talk to me while I go inside. (sighs) Like, because, you know, I guess if I was going to be killed, you can know. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Blanche, that was such a good story. Like, thank you for sharing, because I know that was probably really hard to write. Yes. And that you haven't told anybody. Yeah. That was so good. Man. It's funny what you you do in those situations like when you think i can't move mm-hmm. i can't do any of this or i'm so scared whatever and normally i don't i mean i've never had that obviously but i will freak myself out with like if i put a jacket on a hook and i don't realize i put that jacket and that hat on that hook and i'm like what the fuck's in that corner yeah turn my little light on and i'm like oh but like is it really that or is it just looking like that you know what i mean yeah. like you just second guess yourself but yeah oh you are strong girl shit okay so this one is about shadow people um oh my god i know i know i know what <laughs> okay it says hey ladies i'd like to share my experience of shadow people with you and your listeners now my stories are a mix of conventional and non-conventional some of the things I see maybe other things. I don't know. Did you read this before you told your story? No. And like chills right now. Yeah. Okay. She said some things I see, maybe other things, dot, dot, dot. I don't know. But either way, it's creepy. Preach. Okay. I started seeing shadow people when I was a little girl. The first time I can recall was when I woke up one night to see a shadow man crawling down a pile of my toys in the corner toward me. Uh, crawling? Yeah. Oh, no. He had stopped moving and was staring at me. I screamed and ran into my parents' room. That would be the precedent for my encounters from then on. Oh, my gosh. Shit. Okay. Over the years, I saw various shadow people. They got closer than that man did, too. Uh Uh-uh. No. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Okay. They would usually stand at the right corner or the side of my bed and look at me. I say they look at me because I could feel them, not because I could see eyes. Though I know some of the people see them with red eyes. The shadow people I see sometimes have hats or coats. Mm Mm-hmm. Hat man. But I don't remember them having red eyes. As I got older, the sightings became more regular. I have night terrors as well, but when I see those shadows, I'm awake. I always ran from the room screaming when I saw them. It's not until recently, with the help of my boyfriend, that I have been trying to stand my ground. Now, once or twice, I have been able to tell them to go away, and after a few seconds, they do. Oh, my gosh. In addition to shadow people, I see other things. Oh, fuck. Now, they could be forms of shadow people. I don't know. One of my friends is helping me find out. She even recommended a book on shadow people to help, but I digress. Let me tell you about the other things I see. No matter where I go, I see them. 
I have seen floating faces and shadow people while camping while we lived in Italy for a short time in our apartment, and I have seen things in other people's houses too. In fact, I greatly dislike sleeping in one of my friend's guest bedrooms because I always see something there. Oh my gosh. The first time, I was sleeping with one of my girlfriends in that room after hanging out at my friend's house late into the night. Her and I were sharing a bed. I went to sleep, but she stayed up. She told me I woke up freaking out and she tried to calm me down. I remember waking up and seeing two imp-looking creatures standing next to the bed. The one closest to her had his hand on her leg and was smiling an impish evil grin. Oh my fuck. That's the reason I was freaking out. I thought it might be trying to hurt her. And I was sort of right. I asked her if she was okay. She said yes, but her fibromyalgia was acting up and her leg hurt her. What? The one the imp had been touching. So, like, the leg that was hurting was what was being touched. Yeah. Did I see the demon responsible for her pain? You decide. I still don't know. Another time I stayed in that room, I woke my boyfriend and my friend's parents by screaming. I had seen a shadowy figure form between the closet and the doorway to my left. It then moved rapidly towards us and stood at the edge of the bed and reached for my boyfriend. I was frozen until then. Then I screamed. My boyfriend groggily woke up asking what was wrong. He's used to me doing this by now, LOL, but it is still disorienting in his position. My eyes are tearing up. I know. Our Our friend's parents came to the door asking if everything was okay. My boyfriend answered the door and said I'd had one of those times where I see things, but I was fine. I felt bad. I had woke them up, but I can't help it. So needless to say, that room isn't my favorite. I always feel uneasy even when not sleeping. Oh, my gosh. I would never stay in that room. No. Sometimes the things I see take on a more detailed form. Most notably was the time I saw a woman. I woke up to see a woman kneeling at the right side of my bed between me and my door. I had no means of escape, so I wasn't able to run away like I usually do. Instead, I was forced to look at her. Remembering her gives me chills. She was pale with dark hair and had such a forlorn, melancholy face. She looked like she had been crying. She just sort of stared at me. I felt like she was from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, staring you in the face. Oh, my gosh. I thought if I closed my eyes, she would go away. Even though I see things pretty regularly, I still take it into account I could be half awake, half dreaming. So I closed my eyes for a few seconds, and when I opened them, she was still there. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. That really scared me. It meant she was actually in front of me. I told her to go away. After a few long seconds, she dematerialized. Trying to go to sleep after that was terrible. Oh, my gosh. There was only one time I saw a shadow person and didn't feel afraid. One night, I woke up to see a man standing in front of my closet. I could see enough of his features to see he looked sort of like a lumberjack, broad shoulders, and a short beard. He was smiling at me. He wasn't clearly defined as that woman, but he wasn't all shadow either. I felt calm, not scared. This one time, I felt no desire to run. In fact... I was so unthreatened, I turned over and went back to sleep. This was the only time that has ever happened. How do you do that? Wow. So there you go. My stories of shadow people and the things I see. I just want to say I was fully awake for the experiences I described. 
There are sometimes I wake up from night terror screaming bloody murder, but I'm not aware until halfway through my screaming session. I usually have to be woken up by someone, but the stories I told you, I'm always completely aware of being awake. It all happens so fast, yet so slow as well. I hope you enjoyed hearing my experiences. I tried to end on a lighter note. Thank you for reading and being interested in what I have to say. All the best, Courtney. Oh, my gosh. Okay, one, I thought it was Courtney because of the Italy thing. Mm -hmm. But that, okay, I am not lying, y'all. Every time, this girl, get your cards read by her because every time I have talked to her, it's like, she tells me stuff before we even start. She says stuff that mirrors me. Mm-hmm. And she did it again with this fucking story. I know. That's, I talk is... about shadow people. I, I talked about that. And then she talks about it. Yep. This like, is Courtney from Spellcast. Oh, yeah. Sorry. But every time I talk to her, she does something that I'm like, wait, I have to tell you this. Like, yes. Every single time. We have a connection. You do. You really do. Like, that ugh, affects me. I can, y'all, this shit that y'all go through, like, a part of me is so scared doing this podcast that I'm, or we are opening ourselves up to these experiences because I truly don't know, and nor do I want to be tested, universe. Right. feel like I am as strong as y'all and that no. I could, like, stand there or sit there and be like, go away. Right. Because I feel like it's different. Like, I want to go to a haunted place and do an investigation. I feel like, I mean, I'm going to be scared. Yeah. But I have people around me. I'm there for that purpose. But feeding your baby and seeing in a your house, girl, like, like, with nothing there, going to sleep, waking up, seeing people. Yeah, in your house. You're, like... Your what? safe space. Yeah. Oh, I, it's one thing I cannot to, imagine. Yeah, like you said, it's one thing to go to, like, you know what you're getting into. You're going to somewhere that you know is haunted. But when it's the place that you are supposed to feel the most safe, the least vulnerable, the, you know. Yeah. Oh, my God. Y'all are amazing and strong. And thank y'all so much for sharing. Yes, we love them. But, um, y'all, I have not got a haunted bridge one yet. <laughs> and I'm dying over here. <laughs> I want to hear it. And don't be sending me Ichabod Crane stuff. I know that. Oh, God. <laughs> right? Isn't that his name? Apparently, I don't know it. But <laughs> but yes, send us anything weird, anything that you're like, mm, is that a coincidence? Like, we want to hear that. Definitely, if you found a body part or if... You know someone who found a body part. You know someone who was stalked. Mm-hmm. You know someone who... I don't know. Anything. <laughs> I mean, have you had to call 911? We don't want to hear the tape, We don't want to hear that tape. <laughs> no. But why'd you have to call it? Yeah. Have you heard people fighting or something? Like, if you live in apartments, because I've never lived in apartments, like, have you heard your next-door neighbor, like, fighting, and you had to be like... Should I go over there? Should I call the cops? Never go over there. Call the cops. Yeah. Did you ever have to do that? No. I don't know. Okay. Send us those stories oh. to our email, aparanormalchicks at gmail.com. Or if you go to the website, aparanormalchicks.com, mm -hmm. there's a place at the bottom where you can send the email through there, too. Yes. We want to hear from you. We love doing these. 
I don't know why I had to do it in a cadence. Who knows? So send us your emails. Thank you so much for supporting us. You can always subscribe, like, review, all that jazz. Yeah. (laughs) On iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to them. And remember, creep it real and and don't don't get scared. scared.